Hello, and welcome to this special episode of Just an Avocado White Woman. Today, we're tackling Christmas and how Christianity has pulled so many of the traditions of Christmas from pagan origins. Before I began my research for this, I knew this is fact. I just needed clear dates and sources to make sure I was giving all of you the right info. But to say that I had to swim through some bullshit to get this info would be understating it. The amount of articles out there stating that Christmas absolutely did not take anything from pagan holidays and that Christianity would never do that was just astounding and ridiculous. Considering the info that we have on pagan holidays and that all of these pagan traditions existed before Jesus was supposedly born, it just makes no sense. So let's lay out some of these original holidays and traditions and how they've changed. The biggest holiday that is tied in with Christmas is Saturnalia. Saturnalia, a week-long extravaganza that once captivated the hearts of Romans, was a festival dedicated to Saturn, the god of agricultural and time. It started as a single day, but evolved into a joyous week of revelry, beginning on December 17th and culminating on the winter solstice, December 25th, according to the Julian calendar. During Saturnalia, the Roman world turned upside down. Work ceased, courts closed, and even schools took a holiday. People traded their traditional togas for colorful attire known as synthesis, and the enslaved were given a respite, joining in the festivities alongside their masters. Imagine the streets adorned with wreaths and greenery as Romans embraced a time of leisure and celebration. The Roman poet Catullus famously called Saturnalia the best of times, a sentiment that echoed through the ages. Instead of toiling away, Romans engaged in games, music, feasting, and the exchange of gifts. Candles called Surrey, symbolizing the return of light after the solstice, were a popular gift. We often see candles in windows today as a popular Christmas decoration. The final day, known as Sigillaria, saw the gifting of small terracotta figurines reminiscent of older rituals involving human sacrifices. The Temple of Saturn stood as the focal point of festivities. A young pig would be sacrificed at its altar on the first day. Today, ham is often the choice of food for Christmas. So the question arises, how did this riotous Roman celebration pave the way for the Christmas we know today? The answer lies in the historical intersection of pagan traditions and the spread of Christianity. 
The Roman Empire's conquest and the suppression of older seasonal rites in Europe led to the adoption of Saturnalia customs. As the Western world embraced Christianity, efforts to integrate and co-opt pagan traditions became apparent. Christmas, with its traditions of gift-giving, singing, candlelight, feasting, and merrymaking, found common ground with Saturnalia. By the 4th century AD, Western Christian churches settled on December 25th as a date to celebrate the birth of Jesus, coinciding with the ancient Roman festival. During this period, Christians and pagans coexisted, and the incorporation of Saturnalia traditions into Christmas may have been a strategic move to encourage the acceptance of Christianity as the official religion of Rome. Other symbols of Christmas have been derived from other cultures as well. The warm glow of a crackling fireplace has become an iconic symbol of the holiday season, and its popularity can be traced back to the rich history of Yule in Norway. The Norse, celebrating the winter solstice, utilized the Yule log as a focal point of their festivities, symbolizing the return of the sun. The term Yule itself is derived from the Norse word whole, meaning wheel, as the Norse envisioned the sun as a magnificent wheel of fire in constant motion around the earth. This ancient tradition not only laid the foundation for the family fireplace as a central element of Christmas scenes, but also influenced the festive culinary landscape with the popularity of log-shaped cheese, cakes, and desserts during the holiday season. In 1828, the American minister to Mexico, Joel R. Poinsett, brought a red and green plant from Mexico to America. As its coloring seemed perfect for the new holiday, the plants, which were called poinsettias after Poinsett, began appearing in greenhouses as early as 1830. In 1870, New York stores began to sell them at Christmas. By 1900, they were a universal symbol of the holiday. Now picture Santa Claus in your mind, the jolly old man in red and white beard. Surprisingly, the modern image of Santa was shaped by none other than Coca-Cola in the 1930s. One more piece of modern day consumerism that we have them to thank for. However, the concept of a benevolent figure delivering gifts goes back further to Father Christmas, or St. Nicholas, a 4th century AD bishop known for his generosity. But even before St. Nicholas, the Norse god Odin, with his white beard and eight-legged horse Slepnir, shared a striking resemblance to the Santa we know today particularly in the tradition of leaving gifts and boots by the chimney. Modern day Christmas carols, while undeniably Christian, have roots in the pagan tradition of wassailing. The term wassail 
originates from the Anglo-Saxon phrase was hail, meaning good health. Washhalers would roam villages singing to banish evil spirits and wish good health to their neighbors. The tradition of Christmas caroling as we know it today traces its inspirations back to these merry choirs with St. Francis formalizing the practice in the 13th century. Now let's talk about that age-old tradition of kissing under the mistletoe. This whimsical custom has pagan roots, with mistletoe considered highly sacred by cultures from the Romans to the Norse. Romans would perform fertility rituals to honor the god Saturn under the mistletoe, and yes, I am talking about sex, while the Druids considered mistletoe a symbol of peace. In times of war, Enemies meeting beneath mistletoe would drop their weapons, forming a temporary truce, a concept echoed in the gentle kisses we share today. Holly, another sacred plant for pagans, was intertwined with Saturnalia. Romans exchanged holly wreaths during the festival for good luck. Early Christians, persecuted for their beliefs, found cover for their Christmas celebrations by incorporating holly wreaths during Saturnalia. As paganism waned, holly became a symbol of Christmas itself. Lastly, let's talk about the tradition of decorating Christmas trees. Borrowing from the Romans who adorned trees with metal ornaments representing gods during Saturnalia, Christians merged this practice with a Germanic tradition of decorating trees with fruits and candles to honor Odin during the winter solstice. Today, Christmas tree decorating stands as a splendid algamation of these historical influences. As we trim our trees, sing carols, and hang mistletoe, let's remember the rich tapestry of history woven into our holiday traditions. Let's also not forget that Bethlehem canceled Christmas this year due to what's going on in Palestine at the moment. The current numbers stand at 20,000 killed and 54,000 injured in Gaza. That includes 8,500 plus children, plus 7,000 more missing under the rubble. In the West Bank, there have been 300 killed and at least 3,400 injured. It should be noted that Hamas is not anywhere in the West Bank, so Israel has no justification for attacking them. Not that there's any justification at all for what they're doing to Palestinians at this moment in time. Please join me on Wednesday as I do a short episode just going into the last few weeks and what actions I've been taking to help out the community. I'll be doing these type of episodes, which I'll call ramblings, in between my scheduled episodes that are in-depth topic episodes. So join me next time on Just an Avocado White Woman. Have a great evening.